This is my biggest fear for salons that are like, they're brand new and they open and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you better fucking open the second one right now. Right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser. Where we teach you to salon differently. By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use ExpressPay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity-free, and Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. If you are interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com DTH to receive special discounts and promos. Color inventory doesn't have to be so painful. There's finally a solution, and that solution is SalonScale. We have partnered with SalonScale to make this process more streamlined and simple. The SalonScale app will keep track of all of your color used down to the last drop, and it'll give you a suggested color order list whenever you need it. No more under-ordering and no more over-ordering. Visit salonscale.com DTH and use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Using salons as, as a, a money, money generator. generator. <laughs> you know, this is something that I've talked about for the last couple of years specifically. Everybody, those that want to open a salon have this like utopian idea of like, I'm going to open a salon and I'm going to, it's going to smell like this. And we're going to offer tea and coffee and wine. And we're going to listen, we're going to listen to this kind of music. I'm going to hire this cool tea. Or my, I'm going to hire all my friends and they're going to work with me. <laughs> it's which is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And I don't want to work with any of my friends. No, I barely want to work with Sid. <laughs> and, I was going to say, except you. <laughs> and, they like have this whole thing and none of that utopian idea is, and I'm going to make a lot of money. I know. And then they do all those things. They hire their friends. They have the great music. They have the cool vibe. And then they go, I don't have any money. There's no money coming in. Mm-hmm. If you do not think of your salon or your future salon as a income generator that allows you to go and live your life and invest in other things, you'll never get anywhere because your first, you just created a hangout that you're paying for for everyone. Exactly, I, and like the problem is that people think, "Oh, I'll own a salon and then I'll make money because it's a salon." But the reality is, you won't make money until you have your second salon, right? Like you won't make real money until you, until your first one is funding your next thing. And mm-hmm. this is how business has been going on. This is what expansion is all about. Is like you do one business to invest in the next business, correct. and the next opportunity, and the next project. And the reason I say you have to look at them as generators is because if you only if you only have one business and you don't look at it as a generator, then you start to look at it as your whole life. It's the source of your fulfillment. It's the source of your chaos. It's the source of your fun, your money. It's the source of your lack of money. Like it become it's like making your spouse, your therapist, and your doctor, and your like your. It's impossible for your partner to be all those things. It is impossible for your business to be all of those things for you. So your business needs to generate income so you can be busy investing in something else, growing something else, starting something else. And if you want to be good at business, you have to keep up with that flow. You can't just open, unless you're happy, like I'm going to open one thing and like I just want to be comfortable and that's the end of it. The problem is everything in this world. It's not certain. it's It's not for certain. And everything in this world ends. 
Yeah. And so the reason that you see all these— Especially if you decide at that point, I'm going to stay comfortable and not continue to grow. It ends. It will will absolutely end. So, like, you know, if you— if you don't want your business to end or you want to grow generational wealth or you want to start something for your kids that will keep going, it's not going to be that one thing that you created. In fact, the salons, the families that have salons or any family-owned business where, oh, we just have this one place and like my mm-hmm. my father started this or my mother started this and I'm going to keep it. Those, those kids struggle with it because it's run its course. Yeah, You either have to completely revamp it or you need to expand. And so I, I just think it's important that salon owners think about this because the alternative is people don't do this and then everyone goes, oh, salons aren't profitable. Well, not when you, nothing's profitable if you just open up a small shop. Mm-hmm. It has to go somewhere from yeah. there. Yeah. There has to be like some sort of demand influence for it. Yeah. And th- this is my <laughs> biggest fear for salons that are like, they're brand new and they open and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you better fucking open the second one right now. Right now. Because as soon as this isn't cool anymore, then you're going to come to me going, we're struggling. Yeah. And there's not a lot you can really... Now you're in the fields of like, I got to market and I got to hire and I got... But if you're busy with opening new things, right? Like, why is Starbucks such a great concept? They're not busy going, I wonder how we can make this location better. They're just... They're like, no, we'll just open another one. Mm-hmm. For This location's done. It's run yep. its course. Done. We saw it during COVID, all those things that ran its course, even franchises, they were like, that one's not, it's not worth it. Was, but guess what? They closed and they, and they didn't get hurt because they had multiple, you know, You also generators. don't have to open a second salon. You could open a biz coffee shop. Exactly. <laughs> I want to own a coffee shop so bad. I think hair salons and coffee shops are the most profitable thing. But don't put them together. I'm not into no, that. No, separate things. But that's the thing I, I really do think like, I think naturally salons can be huge income generators if the consciousness of the business owner is that. I think we are one of the only industries that has to be influential to be successful. We're utilizing social media in an incredibly impactful way. Um, And what's funny about that is like, we talk a lot about affiliate links and retail. There's so much you can do on social media that is one income. You have so many different avenues of revenue that you can have within a business. It's not like we're just stuck to service sales. Like you can have so many this is gonna sound funny, directions of service sales. Like all the younger people and not younger people, all the people that are doing OnlyFans, <laughs> it's not their own, they're doing that to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like Yes, they can have a career doing it and they make great money. Or maybe they want freedom. (laughs) They want freedom. But a lot of them are like, yeah, I do OnlyFans and then I opened this business or I did OnlyFans and I bought my dream house. Like, yeah, now I'm an investor. They see it as a generator and not like a career. I guess some might look at it as a career, but there's an expand, there's some sort of expansion and generator involved. And I think with, like you said, hairdressers, like we're not just good at hair, especially if we own a business. We know how to own a business. You can own different businesses, like you said. You can invest in properties. You can, I mean, everyone's seen every Instagram post of like, I bought six rental properties and now I make $20,000 in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not true, just because it costs a lot to do that. But at the same time, there is something that is true about it, which is they have multiple streams of revenue, but that- They're reinvesting their money constantly. They're reinvesting their money all the time. Rich people invest their money, not save it in the sense of like, 
they're making, they're using their they're money to make more money. Exactly. They're, they're not spending. That's like like truly well. They're not people, spending on Amazon orders, like Sid. They're not <laughs> exactly. They're not <laughs> buying all the Louis and buying. I mean, yes, there becomes a point when we think billionaires and things like that that that's happening. But like, I'm talking like smaller businesses that are really creating that general generational wealth for their families. I also think like if you don't have that consciousness going into any business, even for hairdressers, they're like, I'm going to go run a suite. Cool. Then what? Then what? Like, have you thought about even being commissioned stylist, even being a salon owner? Have you thought about what's next? Like at what point is this? The, are we doing this for the rest of our lives? Are you going to stay at $80 a haircut for the rest of your life? Like, what is Are you going to work? For the rest Ever. of your life? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what is the game plan here? Because if you're by yourself, you have to continuously raise your prices. I will. I want to clarify. This, <clears throat> our company is not for hobby hairdressers. Mm-mm. Like, if you're a hairdresser, it's like, I don't, I just kind of want to work every now and then. I want to have my suite. And like, that's the, that you're not our person. Mm-mm. We are talking to hairdressers that want to make money, make change, grow, develop. And there's nothing wrong if you don't want to. This just isn't... Not just... It, I, I want to emphasize, not just make money and grow. That's that's what we will be doing. But also, you're willing to create space for change in this industry because a lot of people don't love what we're doing. They're, it really pisses them off that we're giving stylists freedom. <laughs> didn't someone tell you that... Didn't someone say we were gaslighting the industry? Yeah. Which I still don't understand. Like I know what gaslighting means, so I don't. It did, and I said that in my response. I said that's not what gaslighting means. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stating the fact on my views on our methods. Like that's not gaslighting. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> gaslighting would, would be, <laughs> would be. Um, telling everyone to go to hourly and then telling them they're crazy yeah. for going to hourly. You're going to hourly. Well, you told us to go hourly. No, we didn't. No, we that's never. That's gaslighting, guys. We've never. Once we've never once said that. Yes, we did in that. that podcast. Nope, like that's gaslighting. What if we, oh my gosh! In twenty imagine? years, can we delete everything about hourly and be like, guys, we never talked about hourly, <laughs> and do like a Mandela effect, like the big, and the big just, prank, and people just be like, it's like Berenstein Bears. Yeah, it's Berenstein. I don't, don't care what anyone says. And now a word from our sponsors. We are proud to introduce you to Hair Story. Hair Story is known for their clean and safe ingredients, but did you know that they have one of the best affiliate programs on the market? You can earn 25% on all sales when your clients use your custom Hair Story link, plus receive money on your purchases made by hairdressers you refer. For clients, they will receive 15% off their first purchase using your link. Need back bar? No problem. As a Hair Story pro, you will unlock generous back bar pricing. Ready to try new wash for free? Visit hairstory.com DTH to get pro access today. Two things. I know they're very random. The first one's the most random, which is I love your jeans. Wait, what? I love your jeans. <laughs> the pattern. Thanks. I can't stop looking at them. Number two, <laughs> you said you wanted to open a coffee shop, and I did. so do I. And we're not I'm, doing that together. <laughs> and I already have the name, and I have like a whole look. You do don't say it, conceal it. But that's <sighs> exciting. I wanted to share it with everyone. I mean, it's probably going to be stolen, but go for it. It would be called Midas, <laughs> which makes me angry that there's already a Midas and it's like an auto. Why would you call it that? Because I want everything to be gold, black and gold. And <sighs> he so, did tell me this. And I did. the this coffee so would have like a gold flake, turmeric base. <gasps> so all our teeth are yellow. Yeah, it, turmeric is super, so good for you. Is it? It's turmeric. I don't know. Right, turmeric. Anyways. 
and it'd be called Midas, and like it'd be black and gold, and all the coffee would have this gold hint to it because of the turmeric, and that's my coffee shop idea. I love that. I don't. I I'm like thinking of the two things I love most in in the world are like <laughs> coffee and doing hair and coaching. Like I'm like that's all my that's all like. But that's my point. It's like, why are we not thinking what's next? Like you. I, it just blows my mind when they're like, oh, yeah, like in five years. I'm like, five years? Five years? Everyone's acting five like years. they're not going to die. I know. Okay? Like, <laughs> I tell this to my students all the time. If you are going, there are two things that I have learned from my coach and from life experience, but definitely just from major deep conversations with my coach. Every time I have an idea for the future, well, you're going to get older and you're not going to want to do it when you're older. Yeah. Like, that has been my drive. Like, you're going to get older. Even tomorrow, you're going to want to do what you talked about today less than what than what than how you want to do it, to, mm-hmm. do it today. So like that whole concept of like, oh, I'll do it in five years. What In five years, I'm going to be almost 40. Mm-hmm. I'll be 38. Which is not old, no, for the record. No, <laughs> it's not old, but I'm not going to want to do it, mm-hmm. right? I want to do it now. Yeah. And so I think we can, I think we get lost. Because when you're older, the only way that you will do things is at necessity, it's like right. you're at... You don't have choice. You're at no choice or you're at rock bottom or something really horrible happened and you're like, this is the chance because I got to live my life. But it's like, why are we waiting? Well, then that's called the midlife crisis. That too, yeah. But I like... And by the way, not every idea you have are you going to do. But if there is one that you know you can do and that you should, like, there is no time like the present to get it going. That's number one. There was something else. I had two things. Yeah, it was my jeans. No. <laughs> so you had three two things. Two things my coach told me. One, uh, one was like, don't wait, because as you get older, it gets harder. And I lost the other one. It'll come back. But you also have more to lose when you get older. Mm-hmm. You either If you have kids and they're getting older and they have lives, and or you have more money. You're also never going to get less tired. <laughs> right. Or like you have more money. The more money you get, it does not. Everyone's like, it'll get easier when I have more. It does not. It gets harder. Yeah. Because you have more to lose, and that is fucking Fear terrifying. Fear creeps in with age. I think. Like even the most conscious yeah. people, even having, I'm so thankful that I have a coach that constantly like is like, because then it keeps me on my toes. But that's just having a support system. Yeah, you know, the whole idea of building generators of wealth. And looking at salons that way. I think people might get nervous of like, well, then I don't want to open a salon. Like, that doesn't sound... And I, we're not saying you can't... Like, the salon should still be a total representation and manifestation of your personality, your energy, all of those things. You sh- it should be the music you like. It should be the colors that you like. It should be the whole thing that you like. But your consciousness around it has to be, this is not my whole life. This is not it. Mm-hmm. This is part of it. But this is not the whole thing. And I think that's what people do with their spaces. I think a lot of business owners do it, but I definitely think salon owners do it. And I think people believe I only have one good business in me. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, I don't want to own a business. And then I'm like, well, maybe yeah. this industry might not be for you. Not every, again, not everyone's going to own a business, but that's not who we're talking to. No, but like it, if you don't own a business, if you don't do that, this industry has an expiration date. I mean, you can only physically work. If you don't own a business in any industry, yeah, you have an expiration date. Yeah. Then you probably need to go work for a business 
and collect a paycheck and get a raise and have a salary. This is manual like, labor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Being a hairdresser? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he says it, it has an expiration date. You are going to have to stop. A friend of mine is a hairdresser, um, Julian. He's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We should probably have him back because, unfortunately, when we had him on, we had really we had one microphone in our kitchen. Yeah. Um, the three of us <laughs> sitting around a mic, and you can barely hear him. It was it was, uh, but if you go back in our episodes, it was DTH sits down with Julian Howard, mm-hmm. um, Velo Barber. He's still my barber. He actually cut my hair before I came here. So my friend Julian got hit by a car while he was biking, and he has a company called the Velo Barber which velo means bike. So he bikes to people's houses and does their hair. It's great. It's Mm -hmm. wonderful. He got hit by a car. Doesn't have insurance. Still dealing with that problem to this day and constantly is like, I had to work more while I was injured Injured. to pay for my medical bills. Mm -hmm. And like, this is like, if you're a hairdresser out there and you're like, I don't want to own a business, the alternative is not great. It's not that's why I said you shouldn't be in this industry because also I think about how many times I got sick when I was full-time working like six days behind the chair or I would go on vacation. You would have to make those days up right. because you're not getting paid to not work. So it's like you're it, it, there is never rest yeah, until the, you quit. It's like retail. There's never profit until you stop buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was our point? Open businesses and think of them as generators? Yep. That's it. next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. When we're sitting there going, let's bring everybody back into commission and people are like, commission's awful. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with commission. What was wrong was how you were treated. Mm-hmm.